Welcome to The Great Unlearn. Join me, your host, Cal, as we dive deep into understanding and undoing the programming within us. Let's find your inner truth for a life with newfound purpose and freedom. Get ready to question it all in The Great Unlearn. Welcome back to The Great Unlearn. Today's guest, Matt Fisher, is an Austin brother that I met a few years ago. Originally, I was given Matt's contact info so that I could learn about and be trained in the method of TRE, otherwise known as trauma-releasing exercises created by Dr. David Briselli. Now, in referring to Dr. Briselli's website, which we will link to in the show notes, TRE is defined as a simple yet innovative series of exercises that assist the body in releasing deep muscular patterns of stress, tension, and trauma. Now, for some, if not most of you, that's a lot of odd-sounding language and a foreign concept, and it was to me as well. But I personally felt the benefits of TRE, so it may be something worth exploring if you are called to do it. In any event, when I reached out to Matt, I got no response. Like crickets. I'm thinking this guy comes highly recommended by a close mutual friend of both of ours, and he's not responding to my inquiry, which, by the way, was pretty extensive and quite vulnerable. Well, come to find out, Matt had decided that he was stepping away from coaching and hadn't been checking his coaching email. Side note here, I had made some assumptions about why he wasn't getting back to me, and as you can probably see, they were all incorrect. Just another example from the great Don Miguel Ruiz in the Four Agreements to not make assumptions. Now, as I later found out, something in my email shifted something in Matt. He felt called to start working with me, to dust off the gym shorts and the whistle and to coach me. And we quickly, I'd say after our first cup of coffee, became brothers. Fast forward to today, and he is one of my most trusted brothers. You'll get a glimpse of the depth of character and the quality of the inquiry that Matt dives into. He's also going to be assisting me in an upcoming retreat tentatively scheduled for April 17th through 19th in Austin. More details to come in the next couple of weeks, so please sign up for updates in my new upcoming newsletter at thegreatunlearn.com. I'm also hoping to do a bonus episode with Matt in the next month or so to discuss our intention for the retreat. Without further ado, I'm excited to finally welcome Matt on to The Great Unlearn. And by the way, this was the very first episode I ever recorded, and it was uh, back in June of 2019. Uh, Side note, I also want to acknowledge and express my deep gratitude for all of you that have reached out to me since the launch of this podcast. I've heard from so many people, some I hadn't heard from in 10 to 15 years. You know, I really appreciate the love and it's even more fuel for inspiration in this mission. Not that I really need it anymore, but it's so greatly appreciated. Uh, So please keep hitting me up 
and connect with me on social media or through the website or however you feel called and tell me how you're doing. These messages really light me up. Um, And so if you want to further support the show, share the great unlearn on your social media and with your people and leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. But really, most importantly, just keep tuning in as I believe that there are some amazing stories unfolding on The Great Unlearn, and there is much wisdom for all of us. Thanks and much love, y'all. I realized that the exercise community is like the trunk of the tree. It's like the trunk of the tree. And then you have everybody sees. Yeah, everybody sees this trunk, this sexy, like even six pack, like you gotta have this sexy core. And they use core as a word. Yeah, the trunk is the core. And then you have the the mindset wealth community that's like, you gotta get them fruits, man. Them fruits are the things that you want, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like you gotta get roses from fucking fruits. And like my thing, and I'm trying to think uh sequence into it is like, dude, you know, the roots down there are the things that actually pull the nutrients up the trunk into the leaves and then out of a bud mm. they grow like without the roots there's nothing none of this works and like what like i honestly believe the roots are the where the, the most work happens the trunk is just like for support it's just there to help help the you know the tree grow into what it needs to be and the fruits are a byproduct of all the labor that the fruits the roots did mm. you know like if the soil isn't is shit the roots don't even do nothing mm-hmm. and the trunk doesn't grow and there is never any fruit. And if there is a fruit, it's like, it's flimsy looking. It's like, dude, you really even wasted your time making you that piece of shit that? fruit. Like, yeah. can you eat that thing? Yeah. You know? So it's like, like when you're in that waiting, like the summit, it's like, man, there's so much depth and it's dark here. So it looks like you're waiting, but if you close your eyes, like you don't need eyes. Like you just go in and go deep and you do the actual development. And you think about it in roots, like, I think of it as like a nervous system. The nervous system of our body is like firing, like these roots are going in and it's going in the one, you know, I'm, I, maybe I say like, yeah, I really, I really want to feel sexy. And all of a sudden you get like a cramp in your arm and it's like, oh, wait, it's like a nutrient deposit. Like your nervous system is sending like a function to go down and investigate that area. And it's like something is there that I need to grow my trunk. So I can support, you know, whatever development that eventually I'm going to become. Mm. And it's like those roots, dude, that, that summit, that's the place like, where everything happens. You know what? And you're right. And, it, and it's, um, I like that analogy and, and, and to, to kind of, uh, dig deeper into like kind of what I've been experiencing, right. It's, it's felt like a lot of inaction. Mm-hmm. Right. But w- what in essence it is, it's a, it's a lot of um, kind of conscious awareness about opportunities that are coming because they're always seeming to come and I'm letting them pass by. Mm. Right. And so it's, it's as much as it seems like inaction, it's very, it's very purposeful and like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I see you. And there was a time when I would pursue that because there was a chance it would make some money. Mm-hmm. And I, or there's a, I want to work with that person because I like what they do or I think they're cool. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to invest my time or money or something into that. Mm-hmm. And there's been, um, you know, a lot of opportunities, especially as I've kind of had a better idea of the direction I want to go. Right. Right. People or opportunities that I'd like to work with or leverage with. Sure. Whatever. Right. That opportunistic kind mm-hmm. of yeah. energy. Um, 
which I've been much more aware of. And I've been able to pull back from saying, okay, why do you really want to do that? Mm -hmm. You know, um, why do you think that would be a good partnership for you? Mm-hmm. you know talking it, to your roots <laughs> yeah like what what is yeah. it about you that you mm-hmm. feel like you're lacking mm-hmm. right and so it's, it's helped me and Peyton's been great about this like okay why you know she's really good about asking me the why yeah like, why do you want to do that like what is it about you that makes you feel like you're not complete and that you can't do whatever it is on your own it's mm. like, oh that's it's hard to confront sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, man. But grateful for, for the opportunity to, because there was a time when either she wouldn't ask, right. Mm-hmm. Cause she didn't know, or, or I would just bypass it and I would make up some, I'd rationalize it or just intellectualize yeah. it in some way to fit my needs. I'm pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we all pretty good, man. Right? Like, that's the thing. That's the game is, is hiding. Yeah, so just to, you know, just sit with it and, um, you know, one of the things I've been talking about a lot lately is just this this ability or this opportunity for me lately to get back in touch with my intuition. You know, and I think that's one of the things that was a byproduct of the work that we were doing, right? Mm-hmm. With the um, trauma releasing exercises, it was getting into the body, spending so much time in the head, mm-hmm. and with that, just not knowing what the fuck I was doing. I was just doing mm-hmm. whatever it was on the list for the day. Right. Right. And it's like, when we stop that and it's like, okay, you know, I stopped training hard because I was working with Ryan and he's like, okay, in order for these protocols to really work, we need to tone down the train. Well, it's my nature. It's like, fine, fuck it. I just won't train at all. <laughs> train, train right. differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you and I started working together and it was like, oh, like you recognize all this like armoring, mm-hmm. right? And I had never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Like that was so odd for me to think of this physical, muscular um, kind of armoring and how that was also playing into the emotional side. Mm-hmm. And that was probably one of the biggest things I learned early on with you was how, and you put it in very plain terms, because again, it was a foreign concept to me. Like you coming in here, you're working out, you're, you're in battle and that's our warrior mentality. You're in there, you're working out, you're giving everything you can, like you're challenging yourself. And that's just awesome. Like I, I love that. And I loved when I could step up to the challenge and generally I was pretty kind to myself when I didn't, there was a reason, right? Mm-hmm. But what your point was when you're done, what do you do? You just go in the house mm-hmm. and then you're meeting everyone, whether you realize it or not. And clearly I did not realize it, but you're meeting everyone with this energy still, you're still, there's this element that there's a battle going <laughs> yeah, on for sure. And you're like, you need to like take one of those, um, what are those balls called? The, like a Swiss ball. Like a Swiss Stability ball. ball, yeah. Lay over that Swiss ball, mm-hmm. ribs open, and yeah, on your back. physically yeah. surrender. Mm-hmm. Laying like, on your back, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I've never thought about that. And just that physical act of surrender just allows for 
me to show up in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I was fuck. I walked around so tense all the time. Like it was an underlying in- intensity, right? And I think if we're talking to someone, they wouldn't say, "Dude, you're super intense." Yeah. It's just like this, just just a little tight walking yeah. around. Like if someone came up and you know went for the bicep, it was definitely <laughs> ready, yeah, to, ready roll. to fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You lift right. up the shirt, it's <laughs> stacked it's game up. Time. Yeah. Um, and I didn't understand how that was manifesting in in my emotional state mm-hmm. it was something that i had been struggling with why am i not able to show up like i want to because i know how i want to be mm-hmm. and i know how i don't want to be and i'm and i'm continuing to show up like i don't want to be like mm-hmm. I, i'm this loving person like deep inside me i i mean you know like from the moment we met i mean we, we, we were brothers yeah and for some reason, I was really struggling with that at home. And it's like, what, what is it? You know? And I think you started to unlock that for me. It's like, bro, you're just like armored up, you know? And, and, and it's right. And then as I started to dig deeper into that, I started to recognize, and I, I think we were talking about this. I was at a, I was at a wedding in Boston. Uh, was it a year? Maybe it was a year ago. And I saw this guy walking towards me with his cute girlfriend and he was like in his twenties and jacked up and mm-hmm. he looked really good. Right? right. But I had this moment. I was like, Oh fuck. That's, I know that that was me. Mm-hmm. Like w- not judging that he was hiding something, but I was like, sure, yeah. Oh, what was I hiding? You're identifying yourself in the, the mirror there. Yeah. yeah. Like I just saw all this, muscle as me trying to throw off the stink like mm-hmm. hey don't worry about any of this other stuff about me but look at how yeah strong i am mm-hmm. like it you know i'm stronger than most guys my age like that whole narrative and just how that um you know seeing that you know and at that point i had i hadn't been working out i was went from like 205 to 185 i was really lean mm-hmm. like i am right now yeah and I would get questions all the time. People haven't seen me for six, eight, ten months. Dude, what's going on? You lost a lot of weight. It was like first couple of times. Little, I heard little that sting. Didn't feel good. What are you talking about? Fucking ego was like, oh, yeah. maybe I got to go. I got to start working out again. Mm-hmm. I got to get back into that battle, man. I got it, right? It's mm-hmm. like, and fortunately, I was aware enough of that voice of where it was coming from. It was pure ego. And wanting to identify with that person, but like that was a facade. That wasn't me. Well, maybe um, I just want to pose this as a uh, a thing to think about. Because when I when you say that, when I saw you, is like and you said you said it yourself. You're like I'm a really I'm a loving person. Like I even when we first met, like you were just you were brothers. Like we we had that. I recognized that like you know you had armor on. So I was like, oh yeah, it's just armor. Like, don't even, you know, don't even pay attention mm-hmm. to that. Like it's, it's this, this is a thing, right? But why is the armor there? You know, like, is it cultural or is it that your loving person was mistreated or not accepted, you know, in somewhere in your life where you felt like I have to make this guy stronger because the love is not getting received or it's not being seen or it's not being felt or it's been when I do show the love, I'm actually getting punished. So I have to build up a strong exterior frame around that 
you know, loving side. So then you, you have it, but then every time you meet somebody, it's like you're going to a coffee shop and they're placing your order and you're throwing your shield on the glass counter. And people are like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why'd you just do that? You know? And it's like, what do you mean? Like, you feel like you, you know, you did like, why are they looking at me like this? Why is this coming through? But it's like, you literally have this warrior presence, you know, because you're trying to shield something, you know, you're trying to cover something up, you know, mm. and it's like people see the shield and now we've been, you know, idealizing like, oh yeah, that a shield's a beautiful thing. Like we got to make that shield beautiful. Mm. It's like, yeah, or you can, you know, heal the person inside of you that was, you know, hurt and you can actually display love and feel that and, not have to armor it up all the time but yeah for sure you need the armor like it's useful stuff like mm. like that's when I mean, you said like an ego thing like i kind of disagree with it a little bit like people were demonizing this avatar that we have mm. and the avatar all it's doing is trying to like just play itself in this reality it's just it's doing everything it's been taught you know and utilized mm-hmm. like, utilizing it to a t and like we have as creators and of our own you know reality we have to go in there and say, oh yeah, like, hey man, like that past, you know, that guy that said that to you or whatever, like, yeah, man, he probably had some issues too, you know, and meet that on a body level too, inside your body. Where is that tension? Hold it. Oh, it's my chest. Like I, every time I see a guy that reminds me of that time, I get tight in my chest, which makes me want to go do bench press more so I get stronger and stronger so they can't pierce me. But really it's like relieving that, that tension sequence, relieving that, you know, hurt and pain and allowing it like, oh yeah, the ego is just a representation of how I'm feeling and acting. Mm. It's not necessarily a bad, people say ego death, like kill the ego. I'm like, man, dude, like this dude, this poor ego is just trying to get through the day. Like (laughs) (laughs) let him be, man. Like let him be, you know, the best he can. Yeah. So, I mean, like the armor and stuff, like that's, that's great. And I I know that same feeling. I went through the same thing. Like I, I was I went, my goal was to get 200 pounds. You know, I was like, mm. I, I was 140 pounds in high school. Mm. You know, I was like, that's a big jump, 60 pounds of muscle. You know, yeah. and I was relatively skinny at the time. So, like, I, but I, when I started losing weight the same way, I was like, man, like, I, I don't feel the same. Like, I, I don't feel like it's good. You know, like, when it's like, oh, why? Why? And it, for me, it's like, keep taking the layers off, keep yeah. peeling it back. And yeah. I think you've done the same thing. It's big like, time oh, this armor is basically like a defense mechanism that when I feel threatened, I need to do this thing Mm -hmm. versus like now, okay, now I own the fear. No one has fear over me. Mm. You know, fear is a real thing. Like we don't have to pretend like it doesn't exist. Like Mm -hmm. own the fear. And now it's like, oh yeah, like, yeah, that feeling. Oh yes, it means I have some work that still is unresolved. You don't have to go and put something over it. And like, you know, I, I just watched that movie, Big Daddy recently. And like, you know how he throws like a, have you seen that movie? It's been forever. It's, so I don't recall. The kid spills milk on the ground uh-huh. and he just pours paper to, or uh, newspaper over it. And like, that's kind of like what we do with like our oh, body. Yeah. It's like put some more layers of something over it. Just cover up thing and act like it doesn't, it doesn't really oh, exist. It's buried down there. Yeah. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a haphazard way of doing things, but you know. That's that's kind of why I'm, I'm here to try to. <laughs> to yeah, work but it's that. like when as you were speaking about all that, right? Like I was just I kept feeling it right here. Like oh man, it's like that's the like truth, you know. And that I think in part of my personal evolution is is becoming aware to those things. Yeah, right. For sure. And um, 
you know, so grateful for our connection and relationship and, and for what I've been able to learn, um, through these pieces, you know, we've had a, a few experiences where, I mean, you know, like I felt viscerally that 13 year old boy that was, he was like this ready for anything. Right. And so, you know, either that was the moment it started or it was younger, but like, that's where the, the armoring, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. was layering up. Mm-hmm. And that's where you decided to fight back. And it, yeah. and it worked. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I went to a great college. I got a great job. I made great money. I met a great girl, mm-hmm. have great, like, Oh, so this, there was positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Or at least that was the connection I was making, mm-hmm. right? Like all this armoring, right? Never let them see you sweat. Like yeah. this is what you get from that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until it was a little over a year ago. And um, I had that, the realization like, oh, the, the war's over. You know, like you don't have to fight. You don't have to be that scared little boy anymore who's got the armor up. Um, and I'm still obviously battling that. Sure. You know, there's, there's a big imprint there. Um, but I'm aware of it today where I wasn't before. And it's, it's getting in the right relationship with when to throw the armor on. And we've talked about mm-hmm. this, right? It's not about not having armor anymore. Yeah, right. Being a tiny little skinny skeleton that gets squished. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Like, no, that, <laughs> bring it out. Yeah. Be well, strong. Yeah. Strong and, is a and great I can trait. still go back squat and power clean and do all those things. Like I'm not called to do that right now, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's close. Like I may want to play around with it a little bit. It'll mm-hmm. have a little different approach sure. Um, than before, you know, but it's like, again, that was one of the things, probably the one of the greatest things you gave me was this idea. Like you don't need to just follow a program you know, given where I am, right. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got different goals. Yeah, right. And sure. and you read where, where I was sitting, like, I want to change. I wanted to feel more into like what I needed, who I was, this deep journey, this existential piece. Like, you don't need me to tell you what to do every day to work yeah. out. Like you wanted me to tell you what to do every day, but Shit, you don't yeah. need it. That's <laughs> yeah. what I was used to. And that was good because yeah. I could do all those yeah, things. For sure. I can check those boxes and feel like that sense mm-hmm. of accomplishment. And and if you're training for a sport or whatever, or you're just on that journey, that part of the journey where that's what you want yeah. and that's what's best, great. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's like, what do I what Yeah, do when I, you're when you're in the fight, you need you need the weapons. Right. You know, like you need them. I mean, like if you if your goal is to survive and live, like, I mean, you need them. They're absolutely vital. So mm. yeah. Step one, stab, step two, pull out, yeah. <laughs> step three, stab again. Like you need those checkpoints. Like you need them, you know? The rep, like, yeah. You yeah, need you the need reps in reps. there. You need to yeah. like, you, yeah. Like we were talking about earlier. Um, it's so funny. I've listened to a million podcasts and like so many times it's like, Oh, I wish we were rolling before. <laughs> I was like, dude, I wish we were rolling right now. <laughs> uh-huh. But um that whole notion of you've got to, you, you can't bypass steps. You know, maybe you can bypass one or two, but, but along the way, if, if you need to go through the shit, mm-hmm. you need to fuck stuff up yeah. and do it wrong. Um, and you also need to, as you were saying, like 
you need to do the bicep curls because they're they're there's a there's, they're calling you. Yeah. If they're calling you, like if you're just now checking things out and you see like a magazine said do 20 curls and you're gonna get this certain thing, if you're like, you know, oh my higher self wouldn't like bicep curls because I heard someone say that once. Yeah. But you still want the that. Dalai Lama doesn't yeah, do bicep doesn't curls. Do them, fucking way I'm doing yeah, them. no way. But yeah, if you're being called to it, like that's your that's your place of action. That's the and I guess that's the piece of truth that I've tried to tap into. And it's like, again, what you showed me very early on, it's like, what are you called to do? Mm-hmm. If you're called to do bicep curls, because in fact, that's what you told me. I think you had laid out like four days of what you did. And one of them was like some bodybuilding bicep curls mm-hmm. and other shit was like climbing trees in the park and mm-hmm. parkour. And then you were doing some others. Like he's all over the place. Yeah, for sure. Like, holy shit. And it's like, you were so liberated by that. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what that feels like. <laughs> right. But the yeah, fact that you, and what, what fucked with me was that you were, were like, in, in my opinion, like so evolved on this journey, but you're still doing bicep curls. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so bicep curls aren't bad. No. Because I had passed those yeah. up a long time ago, yeah. right? I was like, oh, I do CrossFit now. I don't do fucking bicep yeah, curls. Yeah, dude, that? it's fun to feel that, you know? Like, it's, yes. it's like, I, I don't know, but I'm about most people like that don't like bicep curls, but I grew up watching like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So every time I do one, I, I just imagine this freak of a man like i get a smile and it's fun like Mm. it's fun like that's why you should do things like following the actual blissful experience that you're wishing to have all the time but we have a disagreement in our mind that says these are bad or this is good like that's not bliss like go you know scoot those out of the way you know close those files in your browser and Mm -hmm. you know go back to the home screen for a second and let's start over okay (laughs) yeah bicep curls can be awesome and they are for me i like to do them every now and then you know but yeah there's no program it's you're you're creating the program oh fuck yeah dude that's that's like there's so much i think feel like um tied up within that and it's um like giving yourself permission to play. Like I just keep whatever, all you're saying is just just play. Dude. Yeah, man. And that's it. I I don't think we do. I know I didn't for a long time. There's no, you're not going to play. You're going to go do the workout that you're Mm -hmm. supposed to do. And then you're going to eat the way you're supposed to eat. You can do all these things. It was such a rigid lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And Peyton, God bless her, was, was trying, you know, to like, so like, hey, you were like super rigid. Like, like <laughs> you don't need to beat yourself up about eating that slice of cake or right. five pieces of cake you had uh-huh. because you were binging. Like, it's okay. Like when you make it a bigger thing, when you make it a thing, mm-hmm. then you have the adverse effects. Sure. You know, then it's the stress, the judgment and all that. But if you're just gonna, if you're gonna eat really well and then have a bunch of shit, that's okay. Just yeah. be okay with it. Yeah. And um, yeah, you made the decision. Like someone didn't feed you the shit. <laughs> like, yeah. so why are you mad at yourself for making a decision that in the moment, like felt like a good one? Like that's, that's cause against anything that you ever hear about, like, you know, yeah, you got to fail in order to succeed. It's like, well, I'm failing right now, but I still want to beat myself up about it. Cause I know this wasn't good. It's like, yeah, you only know it wasn't good now after the fact that you did that in the past. Yeah. It's like you, you chose become the owner and become the back into your power and like realize like no one made you do that. And if someone did make you do that, maybe you should figure that out. Not be, <laughs> don't be so mad at yourself, you know? Like, yeah. It's so crazy, man. You're right. Don't start pointing the finger at them. Like how did they make you do that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's weird, man. It's uh, 
I guess that's, that's been a, a big kind of area of growth too, has been this, like, instead of being very black and white, right. Being much more nuanced. And I think it goes back to this armoring, right. Yeah. Like, Oh, I've got to have an opinion. I've got to feel one way or the other, you know, as that armoring is coming off, I was like, well, I'm, I'm a lot more open-minded than I used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I see a lot more possibilities when someone suggests something, I don't automatically think about how they're wrong. It's mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of shit we think we know what we just don't know about. We just have opinions about it, but yeah. it's not based in truth or fact or, or anything. And so, you know, like that was a notion I had maybe like two months ago. It's like, Oh wow. Like as much as I think, I know I really don't know much. <laughs> right. And right. it's a little bit like, Oh, I don't really know I that. I give up all this stuff. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's any psychedelic trip right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, and then it was like, Oh, I, I don't have to know that much stuff. Like I think I do. Yeah. But that's bullshit. Like yeah. you really, for who do you have to know all this stuff? Mm-hmm. And then I think as you start to show up as this person, I don't really know, but they're curious. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like all these old things you believed, you yeah. don't, you're not attached to them anymore. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's like, I'm not yeah. attached to that shit anymore. Yeah. And I can take what you say, right? And when we met, I, I definitely had that that um, approach, you know, mm-hmm. with meeting you. It's like, whatever you say, like, I'm on board. Like, I want to learn, you know? And I think when you come in with that attitude, mm-hmm. like, that's easy, right? Yeah. It was easy for me with you because you were the expert coming in, very highly yeah. recommended. It's like, okay, I can just learn from you. I'm going to listen to what you say. But when it's someone else, maybe somebody you don't have such fond feelings sure. about, for me, it's like, yeah, I'm going to just try to disagree with you because I don't like your whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then it's, it's like, you just, you know, just butting your head and you know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm taking a stand on something that I don't even believe, but I just want to oppose you mm-hmm. because there's something about you. I don't like, yeah. I can't even pinpoint it. And that's the other piece. Like I've been trying to be a lot more um, empathetic and understanding. Mm-hmm about where everyone, where we all sit. Yeah. You know, I think I had sent you that um, podcast with uh, Peter Crone. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things he said, one of the many things, but one of the things he said that it, it, it took this notion of um, everyone's doing the best they can. And I do believe that. Yeah. And, and intellectually, I understand that. And there are times when I can tap into that, but he took it a step further and he said, for you to think that someone should be acting any differently than they are at this very moment based on their DNA, their maybe generational history mm-hmm. and their, you know, current, this human existence history. Yeah. For you to think they're acting any differently than they should act any differently than they are right now is ludicrous. Like yeah. this is exactly how they should be acting. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, wow. Like that, like gave me, it kind of empowered me to be like, oh yeah. Like my kids, when they're acting, you know, like assholes, it's not to, I mean, maybe it's because of something I've done at that moment, but it's, it's arguably something that I've contributed to and some other things in their past. Mm-hmm. My kids haven't thrown a tantrum. It's exactly what he should be doing. So now it's up to me to figure out well, why is he doing it? What's going on? What, what can I do mm-hmm. to help move him through this? Yeah. Otherwise, he's just got to go through it himself. 
right? And that's mm-hmm. the other part of the parenting, which is mm-hmm. a whole nother paradigm. But it's like, how do we let our kids go through their own shit yeah. without trying to save them? Yeah, how do you respond to that? You know, like that's all you have. Like that's I realized too, especially parenting, it's like you can't change their trajectory. You can respond to the communication, to how they act towards you, whatever it is, you can respond from your place of power and your own choice. And that affects their trajectory. You can't change it. They're going to choose what they want to do. And if you don't think that they have free will, like then you don't. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, then, you know, this kid is like just a a minion until like he gets to a certain age. Then he discovers free will. Like, no, like this thing is right right now. Like this is, he's doing it. She's doing it right now. It's like, Mm -hmm. so anyone that's coming at you, with a tantrum or pointing the finger, posing what you like. It's like, it's your opportunity to see that and be like, is it stinging me? Is there a wound here? How does this feel? Breathe. Am I in my power? And react. And like, however that comes out is good because mm-hmm. you own the power. And then if it's, you know, oh man, I should have reacted better this way. Good learning and learning tool. But like, that's all, that's all these people are that, you know, disagree or whatever. Like it's just a learning tool for your own power. Yeah. I mean, cause if you're, if you weren't, if you don't, if you're fully in control, fully powered, you know, making a hundred percent, all your choices, you've just resolved all your history. Everything looks clean and clear. You won't even hear any of that. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't even exist because yeah, they come in mm-hmm. and you're like, you have an effect on this person and they go on their way. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't like strike you as odd or, you know, like you've met all these things, but until you met everyone in the world, that ain't going to be a thing, no. you know, like you have to meet all these different flavors of human beings that exist. Like there is this, not just one flavor, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're always having a chance to learn about yourself through someone else's disagreements with your presence, you know? It's, yeah, man, I've, that's a, that's a big one that I'm like, I've, that I've really learned through that mankind project mm. is like seeing the value in all the things that I closed down before, like every encounter with, you know, most men that I didn't see, like you said before, like I saw all this, I saw the image of a person. I'm like, okay, yeah, we can vibe. And if I saw another image of a person like, no, we're not going to vibe. Fuck I'm going to, you know, <laughs> fuck that guy. Right. That guy's poisonous, toxic, whatever. And now I'm looking at it as like, no, like, that's a judgment that I'm making on this human being based upon his looks right now. And like, and how easy that sounds, you know, it's complicated to really want to go into it. So I had to do a lot of work on like going into that. But now when I go into that, into that and I open it up like a book, that person's like, what the shit? This guy wants to read me. And then, you know, something comes out, he vomits up some toxic thing that I'm like, oh yeah, like that's the thing we both agree was toxic. You know, like we both agreed like now, yeah, like that stuff sucks, man. And, you know, he pound his fist, give him a hug and you're on your way, you know, but like, I didn't even want to do that with men for a long time. And that's like going through the initiation process, being around other brothers and being really being like kind of forced, but because I was choosing to be there, but But being led, yeah, 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 led led into that process. Like it really was allowing me to look at that and be like, oh, wow, like yeah, I really do have a problem with this. I really have a problem with every other man that exists that doesn't look exactly like this one archetype that I'm mm. trying to be like. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah, that, we're, that you're not even being, but you're trying <laughs> you're to be trying like, to become, like, yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's um, one of the, the 
as you're talking about that experience, it, it reminds me of when I went on my five day silent retreat and, um, there were, um, though it was a silent retreat every night, there'd be a Q and a, and so there's like five or six people who would be able to speak. And there was 120, 130 people there. So okay. there's, you know, 30 people, 25, okay. 30 people got to speak. I wasn't one of them. <laughs> yeah. Like you're at a silent retreat. You're not even, there's no eye contact with other Whoa. people. There's Whoa. nothing like that. Okay. Right. So what, what happens? You know, the old programming starts coming in and I see, you know, like, ah, cool dude. Like I like his look. I like the way he dresses, he's got a cool beard, whatever. Like this is my <laughs> right. guy. Yeah. And then I see someone else who doesn't look at all like you. And it's like, you know, and the guy, all of a sudden the guy just like does something and I'm like, oh yeah, fuck that guy. Right. <laughs> and <Yeah>. the fuck? <laughs> it just starts to take over. Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point for me, I was like, holy shit, I don't know anything about anybody here. I haven't even heard them speak. <laughs> right. And I'm making all these judgments, yeah. Yeah. good or bad or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like one of the guys that, um, that I had this kind of ill feeling towards, he had been sitting in front of me during one of the talks and he kind of kept nodding his head. Like, and it was distracting me. So I was annoyed. Right now, What's funny is that I was doing the same thing a couple <laughs> couple sessions later. I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm nodding my head. Like, I, like, I hate myself when I do this. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy, he ends up speaking one night. He asks a question and he has this condition where he can't see like in 3D, everything's like flat. Mm. Whoa. It's been like this for years. It's just like a fucking terrifying existence. And it's just like, oh, okay. So that's the guy that, you were basically like, fuck that guy. Yeah, right. Looking a lot of pain. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was like, yeah. okay, if you still want to do this with people, this is how shitty you're going to feel when you like, it was like almost yeah. like, okay, you're going to feel that way about that guy. I'm going to give you like a really shitty story and make you feel super <laughs> bad about it. Right. And it was like, it really left an imprint. I'm like, okay, like I need to work on yeah. this conditioning of just mm -hmm. like judging people. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, again, like when you're at a silent retreat, when you know nothing about anybody, it really brought to light for me, like how judgmental I can be. Yeah. How this, you fill in their story. Like, you're like, I don't even care about their story because I know it. I know it. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Right. And so then you Such take that talk. and then again, with this idea that everyone's acting exactly how they should be. And when someone's acting like quote unquote, an asshole, right? Like, you're just in a lot of fucking pain and they don't know how to release it. Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe that's not the best uh, way for them to let go of it, mm -hmm. but that's the best they have. And, and, and I know, and so one of the benefits of listening to a guy like Peter Crone and really resonating with that message is there's plenty of times in my past, in my history, when I'm like cringe, like, mm -hmm. Oh God, dude, yeah. seriously, that's, that's how you responded to that. That's what you did. Like, mm -hmm. that's embarrassing. That's sure. shameful. All that. But it's allowed me to rewrite that story. Mm -hmm. Right. Each of those stories and say, you know what? That's the best I had. That's the, the you know, it's unconscious behavior. You know, there's a lack of awareness for me in that's Those were the fucking best tools I had. Yeah. It's, it sucks. Yeah. But now that I've, become more aware mm -hmm. i can see it for what it is but there was a long time where i carried that just shame about that mm -hmm. and 
you know, we were talking about earlier, like this sense of like, you know, um, people having this image of you. Yeah. Right. And for me, I think by and large, it's been somewhat of a, let's call it an elevated image, right? I was successful. I have a great family. I made money. I retired physically fit all these things. Mm -hmm. Right. And so people had this idea. You got a great life, living your best life, do da 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 da. And I only fed it with Instagram when I was, you know, and then we've talked about this when I was with Michael Jordan and mm-hmm. and uh, the golf guys and all that. Um, it, what what I was dealing with though is I had this sense like you're a fucking fraud, dude. Mm. Like you're putting this out, and people well-meaning would be like, dude, you're fucking doing great. Congrats. Like all this. And it's like, no, but you don't know the whole story. And I think one of the, um, I forget who it was. Someone was asking me like, why do you kind of, why do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I want to do things like this is because I feel like I haven't been able to tell like my story. And I felt that struggle of like, there's this like um, perception about how, what my life is right just yeah. like i would make with anybody yeah. else like put them in the box for sure it's like no like i feel like i can speak my truth and i can feel good about doing that and however i'm feeling called to do that right and so i can come out and and be honest about the struggles i've had mm-hmm. like because everybody my dad included listen to the podcast i did with my friend laura sent me a text and he's like dude i i'm sorry i i i thought your life was easy mm. i had no idea that it's like yeah this is my dad yeah it's crazy my dad man. doesn't know yeah it's crazy right and it's like yeah I've, so i i think as i started to investigate that i felt this like this struggle like <clears throat> who doesn't like the accolades right mm-hmm. like it's cool yeah but you start believing that bullshit mm-hmm. and then you start feeding into it and it becomes a nasty kind of cocktail. And, and again, like people are well-meaning by putting you up on a little bit of a pedestal or whatever, but what happens? Okay. So what yeah. happens is you can't stay there. Yeah. And Peyton and I have talked about this. This is a guy, um, behavior specialist. He's many things, but his name is Dr. John Martini. I've heard of him. Dude, and he's like, okay, so I come home. I come home from this golf trip, mm-hmm. right? With MJ, flying in helicopter, <laughs> flying private, doing just all the things, mm-hmm. right? I feel pretty good about myself. Yeah, I'm right. Pretty important. Yeah. Right. Like I did all of the things I did. Yeah. What am I met with when I come home? Well, I'm up here, right? Peyton, you know, God bless her. And she, probably unconsciously is like, no, you. I need to neutralize that. <laughs> right. Cause you can't live up here. Yeah. Just like if I came home dragging in the dumps, she would pick me up. Yeah. You'd hope so. Yeah. Right. Absolutely both ways. And so I was met again, like why, why is there so much friction? I was just doing some fucking cool shit. Right. It's because of my attitude. I was mm-hmm. taking myself, you know, I was it had a lot of self-importance around it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm cool. Like, look at me, look at the things I can do. Yeah. And I was met with this. It wasn't even like language. It was just this energy, like kind of repulsed. Mm-hmm. And what did it do? <laughs> Brought my shit back down to earth. Mm-hmm. Right. So now what happens now that we understand this stuff and we're both in a much better place. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, when I come in a little puffed up, she's like, well, tell me about that. 
you know, it's like, oh, yeah, like I, I'm, this is a kind of a false sense of importance around this certain thing, this Instagram or whatever. It's like, thank you for that reflection. Mm-hmm. You know, now she knows how to articulate it. Yeah. I know how to receive it. Yeah. And then we move on. But see, so here's the other thing I, I wanted to get to though. If your wife or partner or someone else isn't going to bring you down, mm-hmm. something's going to bring you down. And yeah. so what I found in my past, it was me. And it was like, you're a fucking fraud, dude. Yeah. You're full of shit. People don't know all the shit. Mm-hmm. And so you end up pulling yourself down. Yeah, it's hard. And so, and what's so fucked up about it is you have these people who are trying to do you a solid, mm-hmm. right? They're like, dude, you're, I, I love spending time with you. You're like, you're doing all this fucking cool, da 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 da. But like, I'm reading this other thing, like, oh, you're just seeing the good stuff. And it's like, I need to bring in the bad stuff to neutralize it. And it's just like this shitty, like tug and pull. Mm-hmm. Right. Now I've, I've worked to get to the place and it's, I haven't mastered it. And I don't know if you ever do, but it's like when someone I met with some sort of elevated compliment that doesn't really suit me. I just let it go. Yeah. I don't attach to it and try to be that thing and live up to that thing. It's right. like, that's something for them. Yeah. It's their if idea. They, yeah. That's their idea of mm-hmm. me or whatever. And if that works for them, that's great. But like, I don't need to attach to it anymore. Cause I spent a lot of years attaching to the, all those identities. Mm-hmm. It's intoxicating, right? It's like a yeah. drug. It's like, mm, that feels really good. But what happens? You bring yourself back down to earth and you, where's the next time I'm going to get that, that hit. And mm-hmm. then you come back down. It's not sustainable. Yeah. Absolutely it's not. very tiring. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then when you finally realize it, it's like, Oh fuck! I don't need to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You still fall. I mean, I still yeah, fall victim sure. to it, for right? Sure. It feels good to get the tires pumped every now and then, yeah. but um, been fucking huge learning for me, dude. That's the fact that you're on that journey even says so much about the whole process. Like that is scary shit, scary shit. Because like we you, you could do is you could feel all that that shame and guilt, and be mm-hmm. like. Nah, I'm gonna believe these other guys. <laughs> you know? And then you just you fucking go and you get testosterone, you get all this stuff, and you pump it harder and harder and harder, and you start believing all these ideas that yeah, if I don't struggle, I don't feel this struggle, I don't really, I don't really have value. I don't even have, you know, I can't even feel like this you know, gratitude for where I'm at right now. I have to struggle, 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 and it's like, you really? Is that real? Like you really have to struggle, like. Or is that just the mindset you've been utilizing that's been successful for you? Yeah. Like, because I mean, again, like you mentioned earlier, like you go up that summit and you have to climb back down. Like it's, oh, is then if I go back down, that means the summit wasn't successful. I mean, like I'm basically saying to everybody, because everyone's seeing this, uh-huh. is, you know, my elevated, you know, screen right now, like everyone's seeing that, like I really didn't win. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh, I have to give up all my accolades, I have to give up all this stuff to go back down. It's like, fuck that. I'm going to whack through this damn trail. I'm going to pull up new ropes. I'm going to, you know, shoot myself full of this thing. I'm going to get a helicopter to take me up to the next mountain, whatever it is. I'm like, through it. Yeah. Whatever it fucking takes. I don't care. Yeah. It's not my journey, but it's going to be now. Yeah. And you die like that. Die on that mountain. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You die up there. And it's like, well, I mean, was it worth it? Yeah, maybe that guy, maybe it was, but to you, obviously not. Like there was something you wanted to be more holistic. You wanted to have the sky and the earth together. Mm-hmm. Like that's how the 
we function. We need atmosphere. We, we need the ground. Like we need to. If you get too high in the clouds, like you, know, you would hope something pulls you back down. Like you would hope. <laughs> and I, so. and I argue that it does. <laughs> yeah, you may not be sure exactly. Yeah, and what they it call is, it gravity, you... but really maybe it's yeah. just a mindset. Like you need to be connected to the earth. Like it's the earth is actively pulling you to the center. Mm. Like maybe that's just the mindset we really need to have. Like that's, you know, gravity, whether, you know, some people say like what it is, what it isn't, it doesn't really matter. But having that as a mindset, like, oh yeah, gravity, there's always going to be a tension, a tension, a tension pulling me towards the ground. It's like, maybe that's useful. <laughs> maybe you should use that. A great, great term that is often used is like, I need to get grounded or I'm grounded. Mm-hmm. Or that person's grounded. It's like, that's a very positive yeah. experience, right? It's like, yeah, you can be up in the clouds and gain some knowledge and wisdom mm-hmm. and, and whatever, but you need to live on the ground. That's yeah. like, we're, we're not birds, right? No. That's not yeah. our existence. Mm-hmm. And so I love that, that piece of grounding. And, mm-hmm. and I know that when I'm not grounded, there's nothing to hold on to. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. just like, and you try, I try, I try mm-hmm. to, I've tried to hold on to my things, right. For sure. For the sure. accomplishments or wh- whatever those things that, you know, I hold in high regard or have ho- held in high regard. And mm-hmm. it becomes a pointless kind of fool's errand because there's nothing to hold on to. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, that journey, that summit, it's very interesting. Um, I like that. I mean, again, I like that analogy of just when you put it in there, like everybody sees what your path is too, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, that's the goal. They see you like they, you know, you're openly putting everything on Instagram and like hoping and like, we're paying money, you know, for people to see us. Yes. You know, like, uh, how, how do I get more views? I'm gonna put these fucking hashtags in these things. And like, then people are going to search for these hashtags and they'll see my fucking journey, you know, like, yeah. so when that shit comes down, it's like, uh, uh, and I think you're what, what we're seeing. I think what we're, we're we're called to, and I know a lot of guys that um, you know, my brothers back in Chicago who are you know come on, kind of come on this similar journey. They're mm-hmm. they're called to these men who are showing that they went two thirds of the way up, and they went all the way back down, mm-hmm. and they went two thirds of the way up, and they went all the way back down, and they're still. They're not necessarily trying to get to the top, but they just want to be, they want to be moving. They yeah. want to be in process of mm-hmm. trying to figure it out, right? And be on that journey and be okay having to walk back down yeah. and to show everyone. And I think that's what I've seen, maybe inspired me a little bit is I think there are a lot of men out there that are hyper-masculine that aren't showing this walk back down mm-hmm. they were just showing this one path up yeah the 10 step absolutely you, when you're describing that i get this visual of uh you know like a the ekg like report like a readout of your heart functioning it's like this up and down rhythm oh yeah and there's a flat line right the flat line is whenever it's like a horizontal flat line that means you're dead mm-hmm. but we have this idea like if we turn the line vertical if you just keep going up and up and up we're winning. It's like, no, like maybe just looking at it from the wrong direction. Maybe it's a flat line, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you're actually dying with that. Like you're literally racing to the end. Mm. It's not even, <laughs> it's not even a real possibility. Like you, you just pick up a freaking nine millimeter and put it to your head. If that's the goal, like mm. you're going, you're racing to an end. Like, what are you doing? Like it's a flat line. Like you need that up and down scale. You need that. Like that's what actually, you know, what's what it looks like. And that's a two-dimensional level. Really, it's actually a spiral. 
it's really spiraling. Like we're just seeing it in two dimensions, but it's really actually spiraling going down, up, down, up, down, up. We're just seeing it in two dimensions. So we really need a spiral. And like, if we, we think that we can go on a linear path, we're, we're crazy. Mm-hmm. That's not the way life works. Mm-hmm. Like that's how everything moves. And if we're trying to go against the natural frequency of life itself, that's death. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the only, there is no other way to really feel like you're existing and being on purpose than in to go in the actual spiral sequence of life. Like, sorry, bro, but winter's coming. <laughs> like, yeah, it's right. Gonna come. You might as well. You might as well enjoy it. You know. It's interesting too to bring in the season analogy. It's like there's this whole process mm-hmm. of of shedding and rebirth and growth and shedding and dormancy and and yeah. Um, it's not, it's not really rewarded. It's certainly not taught mm-hmm. at all. And it's, yeah. I guess it's really not re- rewarded unless you're looking at the right people, but it is this whole, this, this trajectory. It's not yeah. a trajectory. It's a straight line. This idea that I'm going to go for this thing. I'm going to have this goal. Boom. I got it. What's the next one. And then it's just this pursuit mm-hmm. and you're never, you're never getting to the top and you're always, you know, kind of on looking ahead, right? We've mm-hmm. talked about this, like when you're looking ahead, you're not able to be present. Sure. And I think that's the real challenge. The thing that for me has been like, oh, I spent 45 years, like not understanding what presence was, not even mm-hmm. understanding it as a concept. Yeah. And so now that I'm aware of it, I try to be kind to myself when I'm not present. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, it's still, it's, just, it's a real challenge. Yeah. But I know that with my old mindset of like trying to achieve things, it was like, I was always doing, I was not being right. It was mm-hmm. like always reaching for these things. And when I got it, there was that momentary, like, yes, mm-hmm. then it's fucking over. Yeah. You know, it was all about the pursuit. And so then I had to do another thing and it was pursue that. And while I'm pursuing that, like I'm missing life around me. Sure. It's a single. Sure. Cause like what you're describing is like sun energy. Like it's like atmospheric. It's like growing. It's, you know, it's, it's masculine, Mm -hmm. but what you're saying, like grounding, like grounding is feminine. Like, so we have to connect to that piece too, to actually really own the material. Like it has to be made up of the earth. You know, like to actually materialize anything, it has to come from the nutrition of the ground or the minerals in the soil. Like we have to create it from the earth. If we just have all these like desires and we're going after like all these things, like they're never even physical. Like they're, you know, you're, you're soon, like you said, as soon as you get it, you're like, yeah, just for a second, it's here. And then boom, back to the clouds again. And it's like, so owning, like really being present is actually jumping into your feminine side Mm. and getting with like the ground, like being in the dirt and really acknowledging that like, this is where things come from, which is what acceptance is, which which gratitude, appreciation, all those are feminine aspects of the psyche. And like, those are what, you know, presence teaches you Mm. is like, oh yeah, like I'm in this place in time right now. I got my history. I got my story, not his story. I got my story now. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's actually my story is mystery. So I'm actually in the future. But at the same time, like now I'm grounded and you, you have like, <laughs> you take you back out, <laughs> take you back out. But it, it allows you to have like a, a file 
And I think about it in a way of computer, like how do you, if you have like a desktop open, like you have a file, like, oh yeah, like this is the stuff. This is like the earth-based stuff. This is like the sun-based stuff or, or, you know, my desires and aspirations. I have those too, but now I can actually be in the middle of them, you know, versus like being one or the other. Like, okay, I'm, I'm out, I'm out of my ground again. I got to go run back to ground, you know, like, no man, like all these things exist in this realm together if you're like, you know, incorporating them, not segmenting them, like it's all together. Like, don't think about, I have to be grounded, but I have to have desires. Like, no, like those all exist from the same thing. Mm. And like, that's what presence is, is not necessarily going back and acknowledging your past. And it's not recognizing the future. It's recognizing that it's all is one being right now. You know, that's what being is, Mm. but yeah, that's a, that's a trick, man. That's a trick. How do you, how do you, you know, do that? Like that's a, that's for everyone. It's going to be different, right? Well, but, I want to back up for one yeah. second because you gave me a little bit of a mental pretzel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. History and mystery. I want you to unpack that for a sec. History, so, his story. Yep. You know, and then so it's not your story. It's not. Yeah. It's yeah. someone else's. You're saying history. Like you're literally like, like, in, like not even claiming history, it, but it's, but it's gone. Yeah. My, his story. Like what? I want to go. I want to hear my, his story. Mm. Like what? No. Like, why don't you just tell me your story? No, his story, like just like my story. Okay, well, my what is your story? And I, I do this for people like with my clients, like I ask them their story, not like his story. I don't want the history, I want their story. And like a lot of people don't really want to look at their story. They want to remember facts about World War II and all kinds of shit, you know, like, but they don't want to then whatever's on the news, like, and they want to catalog that, but they cover up their story. And so would you say that? when you ask me for my story, it's really a present day account of what's going on. Like for me right now. Yeah. How you interpret the life that you're in right now. Yeah. Because it's funny when I think about just, if we don't break it apart and we just think of like your history, like Mm -hmm. your past, let's Mm -hmm. call it that. Like Mm -hmm. when we think about the past, sure. Like the past is gone. And that's one thing that really kind of fucked with me when I, I was like in the sauna and it was like, I was listening to some, I think I was listening to Aubrey with Duncan Trussell. And I forget exactly how mm-hmm. Duncan described. He's like, it's, he's like the, the, the present day is like a, is like a centipede, but with just the head mm-hmm. and like, you want like the, the, the past to be like the body, but there's no body. It's gone. Mm-hmm. There's literally, it's just a memory. Right. Like there's nothing. It's a phantom. It's so yeah. crazy. And that blew my mind and it kind of scared me a little yeah. bit. Like I've been relying on that as mm-hmm. a crutch, nostalgia, whatever it, the manifestation of it. But it was like, Oh man, like that means everything I do right now, like is, is going to be gone. Yeah. Dude. I honestly think the past is your body and your mind. That's all it is. Cause like it's your, your, your memories are stored in like your, your body like mm-hmm. you're holding it somewhere and I don't have a distinction from mind and body. So the way you look at it, how you see it or how you analyze your life, like that's also your body. Like it's your physical, you know, non-spiritual realm. Like it's the mind and the body are your physical, you know, what do you, some people, it's popular to call it the space, you know, spaceship, you know, on, on planet earth, like it's your physical vessel, like the mind and body are one thing. And like your past is how like your body looks. You can see how it looks right now. Oh yeah. I have, you know, tension in my chest. Like, oh yeah, that was from, you know, I got, you know, abused as a child or whatever. I'm afraid of this, you know, new thing. So it's anxiety, like, or you have, 
this crazy ability to do gymnastics or, you know, muscle ups or something. It's like, oh yeah, I've learned that. I learned like how to do that. Like your body is like a memory vessel. So like all your really like, your past is, is like your physical presence right now. And like how I can utilize it right now. It's like, there's no real reason to the past is, is it, if it's, if it's, if it's, you have a problem, like you have a problem in your body, like the past is really relevant. Like you should look at it and be very clear about something. It means you have some issues that you're not looking at in your physical realm right now, but like you really don't need the past because if you look at your past, you're looking at your past, you're going to get eaten. Like that's the, that's the reality of it. Like something, something's going to take you. Someone's taking your attention, whether it be television, whether it be a car accident, what a texting, like whatever it is, like you're being taken, you're being eaten. So like the past is really in my, my, the way I look at it is like your physical body, mind, you know, mind body for me is like the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's how, what's, what's going on there. You know, for me, if someone's coming up to me, like, yeah, I'm 20 pounds, like overweight, you know, I want to, I want to lose this 20 pounds. Like, okay, how does it feel? How's that 20 pounds, pounds feel? Well, it feels like shit, man. Like it hurts. Like I hate it. Like I fucking can't even see my dick, like whatever it is, you know, I can't get a girlfriend. Like it feels like shit. Like, oh, well you have some issues with your past. Then you have some issues with your, my story, your mystery, mm. you know, and it is a mystery. Like let's go in and look at it. Like let's look at it and dissect these things. So that, yeah, I want you to talk more about that because I think, um, Again, a very new concept for me is, um, you know, whether it was, you know, the, whether this was colored from my experience as an athlete or from a trader, like you're trying to predict things, right? You're trying to predict yeah. outcomes. Um, and I think it's pretty prevalent amongst humans to want to predict what's going on and, and, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, as again, as Peter Crone would say, is like this ego-based kind of um, direction. It it's informed by past pain, and so mm-hmm. we're trying to avoid yeah. future pain, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at all of the iterations, and it's a clusterfuck, yeah. right? But now, when I hear you say mystery, my story, mystery, it's like mm-hmm. I've kind of flipped over to this, like. I don't know how this is all going to unfold mm-hmm. and I don't need to know. Yeah. I just need to be present and take the steps that feel good for me. Mm-hmm. So I love this notion of my story is a mystery. Yeah. And it fuck like, it, yeah, like don't need, you don't need to figure there is it out. No past. Like, it, there, like you're creating it every second. Like whatever you tell yourself, that's what it is. Like, I mean, I mean, especially if you resolve pain, like, okay, yeah, man, uh, my dad beat the fuck out of me, dude. Like he used to beat the shit out of me, man. And like, uh, yeah, it made me hate the motherfucker. And I, for a long time, I hated men, you know, but it brought me closer to women. And I did learn to develop how my relationship with women is, you know, conflicted because of my dad's issues. So like, you know, so you're saying it was an actually helpful thing. Yeah. Like he taught, he taught me like beating my dad, beating the shit out of me, taught me how to deal with women. So was it bad? Well, the experience back then, yeah, it was pretty bad. But now that I think about it, like, you know, it did show me this. So it was some good. Which one was it? Bad or good? Oh, fuck. You know, it's just how you look at things. Like, what is your channel? And like, for me, like, I look at the human body is like, what channel do you want to be on? And then let's tune to that. Mm. You know, like, let's tune the body to that thing that you're wishing, you know, the projector, you know, whatever, whatever you're seeking, like, whatever it is, whatever you're desiring, like, let's tune the channel so that you don't have to desire anymore. 
it just the fucking you're on the network like the shit just comes in you know like like do you want to tune into you know news frequencies that are ta- talking about like you know the freaking isis or something mm-hmm. like well you're gonna you're gonna change your body you're gonna armor up you're gonna get you know whatever it is so you can get more of that and learn more of that issues mm-hmm. like not, it's not bad it's right. not bad but you're tuning in yeah. like what do you want to tune into like it's just like a television like what how do we clean the system that allows a new channel to exist and it's like well maybe we should we should change the station and changing the station happens to be the past which is our body and our mind yeah. you know like it's 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 super confusing and it's super paradoxical like which is like which makes it great you know that's mm-hmm. why my story is mystery like you know it sounds so close like it's I mean, your story, take out history. Okay, it's not his story. It's actually mine. I'm going to go ahead and own this. It's mine. It happened to me or it happened to me. I chose it, whatever. It's still my story. All right, cool. Well, now it's a mystery because I can don't know if it's good or bad. It's a mystery because uh, it's only you know relevant if I you know need it. It's like, because there's just a lot of people that forget everything you know that happened to them in their childhood. And like, it's not relevant at the moment. And maybe you can call it subconscious, whatever, like it's all underlying, but the truth is it's not needed right now, mm-hmm. you know? And when we get to a place where we need it, like it'll, it'll pop up, you know, it'll mm-hmm. pop up and your story will be then again, like a mystery, but it's just a way of, for me, it's just a way of looking at things of like, oh, wow. Like I really don't even think about, you know, history of the past. And I really don't need to think about the future so much. I need to tune my channel to clean energy of how I want to be seen and how I want to be felt and how I want to feel myself. And then my future will be however I want it to be because I'm already being. Yeah. I'm already in that. I'm already receiving what I want to receive. And like, whether it comes like, okay, yeah, now I have a mansion, like, and I feel good about it. Like, yeah, this is awesome. Or whether I live, you know, where I live now and like, I feel, still feel good about it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm where I want to be. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, all the other stuff doesn't really necessarily matter. It doesn't really matter because it's not present. It's not materialized, you know, like material being is what, you know, presence is. Like, how can you be in the earth of the earth right in this moment? And like, if you're not looking at the body in the way it feels like you're not there, mm-hmm. like you're not, you're maybe in your mind, you're thinking about stuff, but you're not connected to the actual feminine side, which is the body, mm-hmm. your, you know, your tissue. Well, I- just to back up a, a, a step, um, I loved your connection of, you know, having this, you know, I think a lot of people have these upbringings that can be challenging, sure. right? And a lot of times we just want to put blame on the person who was the perpetrator, mm-hmm. right? And um, we give no uh, space for the fact that there was a lot of learning and growth that came out of that. And I think Mm -hmm. one of the things that we've learned is that this pain that you felt early on informs who you become, Mm -hmm. you know, it's that void that you felt, you know, what do you do? Like arguably you go do that thing because you felt a void. And so you become that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you take it a step further, and, and, and kind of circling back to what we were talking about earlier, that person, the perpetrator, right? Mm-hmm. What was going on in their life that created that trauma for you? Right? They didn't do it because yeah. 
of any other thing that, that except that this is exactly what they were supposed to do at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there are consequences mm-hmm. when you have yeah, this behavior absolutely. for sure. I'm for not sure, saying there's yeah. not accountability and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. they were acting as they were taught through their mm-hmm. lineage, what was going on at work, relationships, whatever informed that behavior. Yeah. Or yeah. they could have just been a distorted human being. Like that <laughs> disorientation is real. Mm. When we see it with like Alzheimer's or even, you know, in young children, like you see it with, uh, with like, uh, diabetes in children or, or what's the uh, word I'm looking for? The autism. Autism. Yeah. It's a disorientation. Like it's a disorganization. It's a, there's no order. The order is, or the order is there, but this is not functioning at the, the right or the correct way. So like there is instances where people are broken, whether it be from like, you know, their ancestors and themselves were fed horse shit and lots of chemicals. And now their brain and mind don't communicate on the right channel. Like the channel is actually, you know, confusing and disoriented. And then they think it's right to do shit to that person that hurt them. Mm -hmm. But realizing like, yeah, they were fucked up, dude. And then you know what, man, like fucked up shit happens. Like it's just the, that's just the way it is. But are you going to let it, you know, are you going to continue life or not? That's the part. Like, it's the like deal? just understanding fucked up shit happens. Totally it happens does. to everyone. Yeah. Fucked on up different shit levels totally and happens. sometimes in different, you know, intensities and likely or, uh, you know, for, for some people more times than, than others. But yeah, absolutely. It's I, not to discredit anybody for sure. And they're, but we they're just want to like blame and judge yeah. and do, do, I mean, I, that's well, how I've spent my whole life. Like just like pointing fingers and whether it was at me or what else, but it, it's, this whole idea that there's there's no um, there's like no judgment in reality in the universe until we put our own shit on. Yeah, like put your own flavor where you're at. Are yeah. you for the team or are you against the team? Like which. And if we can just allow for it to be, this just is something that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that it's not going to make you feel shitty or really yeah. happy. You have no emotion, but yeah, pain is not like a necessarily like quote-unquote great feeling experience like no but it is very important super important there's a i don't know if i told you about that experiment that uh i actually read this on uh dr bruselli's website or maybe it's just one of his courses i took but he did they quoted an experiment that i believe it's three ducks was like the they had like a neutral duck like nothing was affected in this one and they had a duck that they affected and they had a duck that like they didn't so that's they just kind of go through the story. Um, they took one duck and they poked it with a pin and they placed it in the water. And this duck like flipped over and couldn't really swim that good. And it was like pretty bad, pretty fucked up. And they poked another duck and they allowed it to like go through this mechanism of like shaking and like getting out. And that duck floated. Well, they get another duck and they throw it in there without poking and doing anything. And the fucking duck, they got poked and shook it out and got over it did way better swimming and they replicated this over and over again. So they're showing like the actual inherent pain. There's something that they're gaining from that pain. Mm, And now they're better at being the duck, you know, whether it be, they have, you know, some special powers, supernatural powers. I don't, you know, you can go into whatever you want, but the fact was, is that the duck that was affected, but was allowed to get through it was better off than the Mm. duck that had nothing wrong, nothing affected at all. And it's like, makes you think about like, oh, is pain really this thing that we complain about? Like, or is it a thing that we could get over and actually be stronger? Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just a new paradigm that it's a possibility. Cause I know every time I have pain and I go into it versus repress it, 
good shit happens. Mm. You know, like it feels hard and it's makes me, I may, may cry or get angry or frustrated and all these feelings come up. But the fact is after that's gone, <sighs> yeah, yeah. I felt that. <laughs> you on, know, on the mankind project. Yeah. And I felt that. Absolutely. That pain. Absolutely. Very, you know, viscerally. Mm-hmm. And but you don't have to through it. It was like, that was, that was powerful that, mm-hmm. you know, I came, I felt like I came away sure. stronger. Sure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to inflict pain. Like, no. You know what I mean? Like, but if there's already something going on and it's already in the background, like, let's go ahead and like, it's not like you hit your kid yeah, and say, I'm like, doing you a favor you're, you're, here. You're a good kid. Like that's the reason to beat your ass. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're going to be <laughs> a, a pro boxer. Well, you're stronger. <laughs> exactly. So it, it's uh, Oh fuck man. That's interesting. The problem, right. Is that there's so much, uh, pain that doesn't get treated. Sure. Absolutely. Right. That's the it issue. Gets, well, know, we get in the home well, and it's the it's idea a, now is that pain is a, a disorientation that like is wrong. And like, I think it's right. Mm-hmm. I think it's really actually a good thing. I mean, yeah, if you got injured in a car accident, you like, you know, something shit happened like that. That's different. Like, I'm not talking about like you're getting fucked up and now you can't even move. Like you're in a lot of pain, like eh, it sucks, but you're still, you're still going to, you have, still have the chance to grow from that. Mm-hmm. But like, if the pain is happening, like I have oh, chronic tension in my neck. Every time I see a certain image of a person, it's like a really, it's really a great thing because it's actually an indicator. It's, it's like you. if you had a, a gas tank on your car without a check or the, the low engine fuel light, yeah, like you'd be fucked a lot of the time. You run out of gas all the time, you know, like people complain about this check engine or check engine light or whatever coming on and they go and they get treated <laughs> from people that literally want to suppress it. They're trying to take it off. You're it's right. like, what are you doing? No, don't get me, don't get me Vic or what is it, what's the Zoloft or whatever yeah. it is that people are taking being prescribed by the, you know, the leading healers of the day, like called doctors. Like, yeah, that's the way we deal with pain. Like, no, no, you work through it. You right. like past these, it. these are triggers and they're this information. And I think it's really cool that we're coming around to this for me because Peyton talks a lot about this with uh, women as they go into menopause. They're just, they, uh, they're taught or given uh, prescriptions to suppress these symptoms. symptoms yeah. Where she's like, no, these symptoms They're are terrible. Symptoms are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> Feelings, emotions are terrible. Yeah. And it's like, no, you, you like, you need to lean into these. Yeah. And um, that's exactly kind of what you're talking about. These, these, these triggers are indications that there's something not right with you regarding this thing. Yeah. So if it keeps triggering you, you can, allow it to continue to trigger you and set you off course so you can start to investigate why that's triggering you mm-hmm. and then get to the root cause and then release it. Yeah, absolutely. Release mm-hmm. it. Like how good does that feel, mm-hmm. man? I mean, that's what coming is. Mm-hmm. Like, right? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. like it's the buildup of tension, which is what pain is, a buildup of tension mm-hmm. and then a release. Like that's just sexual energy. But like, I mean, it's the same feeling. It's just not sexualized. You know, it's like, Oh, every time, you know, like it's the same feeling like the, oh. oh, that's interesting. like it's the same releasing mechanism. It's just not sexual energy going through. It's like maybe chronic tension from a, you know, a place and time, you know, that you're storing in your body because the past is a body and you're thinking about it through every present moment. 
Like that's the problem like with, with pain and tension in the body that doesn't get resolved is that you're bringing this shit to every present moment. And so every encounter that you see is filtered through this way of being. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but whenever I'm like, whenever I was in a place in time, like that, I didn't trust other men. It fucked up a lot of relationships where I could have been like, I could have, you know, had certain things come into my life that I wanted, but now I don't because I was like filtering it all out. I was seeing them as, you know, negative versus like an actual positive thing for me. So like carrying all this like pain around, like it's just, it's not doing anybody any favors, Mm. but suppressing it is you're still the same filter, but now you don't have the feedback. Mm -hmm. So no feedback, but same filter. Like, so now you, now you, people wonder, they go on Zoloft, they have no meaning. They don't know why Mm -hmm. I feel great. I have a great time, but I still want to put a bullet in my fucking head. Like, whoa. Yeah. That's a reality. Yeah, and that's what actually creates you know mass shooting shooters. <laughs> apparently, yeah, like, that's what they, they they. It's just it's crazy idea. It's a crazy idea that that's a you know people want that. Turn off the symptoms, please. I'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be coast through this. Ugh. Well, brother, thanks for being here, man. You're my yeah. inaugural guest for oh, the uh, Calcast, and so awesome, I'm honored man. that you're here. And um. Fuck, we could go on for hours. I know. That's so, um, just uh, we can literally. This would be an ongoing talk for. Yeah, no, but this no is what stop. this is what I wanted to try yeah. to capture. Yeah. Right, um, is just two people having a conversation. You've been listening to the Great Unlearn. For more information, please check out the show notes or head on over to thegreatunlearn.com for additional episodes and information regarding events and retreats. If you liked what you heard today, click subscribe and share this with friends that might enjoy our platform. Please leave a five-star rating in iTunes as this really helps us spread our message. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BunkerCal and on Facebook as John Callahan. Thanks for listening to The Great Unlearn and we'll talk soon.